Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. The IDF shows how Hamas is building massive terror bases underneath hospitals and schools. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, email us quickstartpodcast at CBN. Dot org. Joining me now on this Friday, Junior, Trey Goins Phillips. Billy's off today. Trey, happy Friday, Junior. What's up? You know, if people have not subscribed yet, what are they I waiting know. for? I don't you know. know. I, mean, I mean, I I tell you every day, you got to subscribe. So I, I don't know what else I need to tell you. Yes. A quick start podcast today keeps that crazy Something away. I don't know. Crazy away. That could be a t-shirt. Yeah. I think maybe we'll make it a coffee mug. Whatever. We'll look into it. It all sounds good. Nevertheless, a lot to get to as always on the focus story tray. We've got an Arab woman speaking out in support of Israel. It's really interesting to just like juxtaposing it against what's happening on college campuses here in the U.S. to hear an Arab woman who these protesters are presumably supporting actually saying, you're kind of wrong about all these things you're saying about Israel. So yeah, yeah, good to hear. And we have a, on the main thing, a similar story. There's a congressional candidate. She's actually running against Ilhan Omar. She, she's a Muslim though, this candidate. And she just went to Israel to show support for Israel. So that's a very interesting segment there, and we'll have that on the main thing. All that's coming up, but first, we're going to get to the news in 90 seconds. The IDF is dismantling massive underground terror bases. It's at the Palestinian enclave's largest medical center right now, Al-Shifa Hospital. That's the one they're looking at on images, according to these declassified intelligence materials showed to media the IDF even as the hospital treats a growing number of wounded Gazans Hamas keeps operating beside it and beneath it they say they have a labyrinth of tunnels that form the group's military headquarters under this big hospital this is as the IDF is finding all of these other underground bases under the buildings that they've cleared out so far but it just goes to show that Hamas uses hospitals as terror infrastructures even though above ground like al-shifa the hospital is something else below ground while normal hospital activities are going on above it just shows the difference between israel and hamas according to the idf in a close election for a virginia democrat at the center of a sex scandal the associated press projected yesterday that susanna gibson narrowly lost to republican david owen in Virginia House District 57. A lot of people wrote her off after it was revealed that she has an online sex account with her husband where they charge people money to watch them do certain things on camera. And yet she still didn't drop out of the race and made it close. And also a Christian student won a big settlement versus a public school. This was in Chicago. They won $150,000 after she sued over a transcendental meditation program that she said violated her constitutional rights. I know I went over the musical bed there, but make sure you get on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. But Trey, I mean, look, all the things going on, Democrats, at least according to all the media accounts, had a successful day at the polls on Tuesday night. But I was particularly compelled by this one 
Democrat who almost won this race in Virginia, despite literally having a pornographic account being revealed during the middle of this campaign, she called it an attempt to embarrass her family. And I'm thinking, what? wait a minute, what is going on with society here when just simply pointing out something you're doing in public as an attempt, maybe that means the thing that you're doing is the embarrassment to your family. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in 2023, but things seem goofy. Yeah, if, if there was an attempt to shame her, it was an attempt <laughs> that she uh, she did to herself, right? Right. I mean, this was like you, you and your husband chose to have this account, uh, bizarrely. Uh, obviously, as Christians, we uh, there are like a myriad of reasons why that's wrong. Right. Uh, but why someone would put that up and then run for office and think that you could be successful is crazy to me, but even crazier is the fact that she almost, almost was yeah. successful. So I, I guess we're at a different, it's, it, we're just a far cry from where we used to be as a country. Cause like I was born when Bill Clinton was president. So, but obviously everything that went on with Clinton was uh, people had all of those conversations. Can somebody in their personal life be morally reprehensible and still be in elected office? Can they still be kind of a, seen as a figurehead for a country? Cause you end up being a moral leader if you're the president uh, or any elected official in your sphere of influence, you're kind of seen as a, as a moral leader. Uh, and the vast majority are like, I, I don't, I don't know if you, if you could do that, that was a debate we were having at the time, but it seems like now we're just so far past the debate. Yeah. Uh, that you c can do this, which is right in the middle of the like. It's not even like she said this is something I did in my youth, and it was right. Stupid. It's ongoing. It's, it's just they're doing it right now in the middle of the campaign. They're like, "You leave us alone. We're just out there working like everyone." Else. No, you're not. Like this is not normal. Why are we normalizing this? Yes. So yes. that that whole thing. So it's kind of on the grand scheme of things, a small race, but man, that just. I could not believe because they initially reported that she won. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, really, Virginia? Yeah. But um, she lost. And but that's not what happened across the whole spectrum of Kentucky, Ohio oh, and in Virginia and Virginia. And interestingly, and we'll get into this on another episode, but we got to move on here in a minute. But it is interesting to see what happened and the abortion issues being blamed for these losses. There's a lot of debate about that. I did a segment uh, with David Brody from CBN over on the YouTube channel. I'll put the a link in the description. You can check that out. We broke that down a little bit. But a lot of interesting things happening, even though it was an off-year uh, election. So, all right. We're going to head over to the focus story now. And there's a, one Arab woman who's speaking out in support of Israel. Hey, hey, Trey, given the way things are going now, when you say one Arab woman speaking out, I mean, I think that's it. It's just one. But that's what it feels like when we're watching it. But I know that's not how we mean it. But regardless, what is she saying? Yeah, so it's really fascinating. So she is a, a Stanford University graduate. That's where she got her master's degree. She's now an electrical engineer. She is uh, a, an Arab Israeli woman, grew up, spent a lot of her uh, life in Israel. Uh, and she's actually speaking out against a lot of people who are Arab, a lot of people who are far left leaning uh, kids on college campuses, as we've talked about before, who are all uh, really praising Hamas or at the very least uh, not condemning Hamas. Right. So uh, she's she's really speaking out and saying, y'all have got a lot of these facts 
wrong, really. So uh, she said, Israel gave us everything that it could give us, even though we were Arabs and they're calling Israel an apartheid state. Uh, She said this in a clip that's circulating on X right now. She said, uh, they're calling Israel, they're they're claiming that Israel is guilty of ethnic genocide. And this point is actually like puzzling to me, she said, because 25% of the Israeli population is actually Arabs. Most of them are Muslims. More than 20% of the population are Muslims. I'm one of them. Uh, She said that uh, Arabs in Israel have, quote, equal rights, at least in her experience. And she said she grew up having access to, quote, welfare, education, health care, anything that a Jewish citizen would get. I also had. Uh, So she went on to to ask, how can you call this an apartheid uh, state or accuse Israel of committing ethnic genocide? She said, I was born to a Bedouin family. Bedouins are nomadic Arabs, my mother was and is penniless and illiterate. She doesn't know reading and writing because her parents didn't believe that women had the right to go to school growing up in a a majority Muslim society. Uh, She said they should be on the fields and they should be herding sheep and definitely not in positions of power and certainly not even educated. But she said because of Israel and because of the infrastructure they have in Israel, as an Arab woman who uh, sought refuge in Israel, she was able to access a lot of these freedoms that she might not have otherwise had access to had she grown up uh, in in the culture in which she was born. Yeah, I mean, absolutely true. And she also talked about those pro-Hamas rallies at colleges. What'd she say there? Yeah, I also want to, she kind of reiterated what she had said earlier. She said, if, and this was toward the end of her comments, she said, if it were not for Israel, I probably would also be illiterate, penniless, and herding sheep somewhere. Uh, She said, but I'm an electrical engineer. I have a master's degree from Stanford University, and I have my rights to live my life the way that I want to live it. Uh, Israel gave us everything that it could, even though we were Arabs. She reiterated that a a few times throughout uh, her, the speech that she made. And she said that the criticism on college campuses specifically, quote, don't match the reality of what's happening in Israel. She said to college students and others, uh, they need to go and read the facts. It's funny that sometimes it comes from intelligent students at elite universities saying this kind of nonsense uh, about Israel when she said you really are, are just kind of spouting uh, leftist talking points, right, or, or pro-Hamas talking points, and you don't actually have any idea what you're talking about because experientially uh, you haven't been there or you haven't taken the time to research it and hear from people like her who are Muslim, Arab-born, grew up in Israel, uh, and she says have had the same access to all of the freedoms uh, that Jewish people have uh, and and would not have had had she stayed uh, in a majority Muslim or Muslim controlled uh, culture. Yeah, I mean it's it's so true. And when you look at what's happening in Hamas and you see the poverty that's happening there, I mean I remember in the early days of Israel responding to what happened in Gaza or what happened in southern Israel, and then as they were about to head into Gaza, and they were saying. Well, if you let's say, for an example, you had a music festival in Gaza, and they were like, well, good luck with that. I mean, it just goes to show, like, who's oppressing who here? Clearly, Hamas right. is oppressing the Palestinians there. It's not Israel doing that, because if that were the case, Israel would be oppressing the Muslims and the Arabs in Israel that live there. But they don't. They prosper there. And that should be very clear, but apparently it still isn't to a lot of people. But I, it really made sense to me what... She was saying there about how 
what their rhetoric is doesn't match the reality on the ground. And you see that all you have to do is watch some of the clips and then watch, you know, what happened in Israel and then go ahead and watch what they're saying at these rallies. And you're just scratching your head going, what news are you guys watching? Yeah, I, it's fascinating to hear her comments juxtaposed against what the so many people in the mainstream media and even our own uh, elected officials are saying. So to hear her comments happening uh, really at the exact same time as Representative Rashida Tlaib, a far left Democrat, one of the squad members, uh, is being censured uh, by members of her own party, by the way, in the House of Representatives. It was 234 to 188 mm -hmm. uh, vote earlier this week to censure her uh, because of the fact that she was promoting what they said. Again, a bipartisan group uh, said that she was, quote, promoting false narratives about Hamas and using that inflammatory phrase, which the you know Anti-Defamation League and others have condemned as anti-Semitic, the from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free. So uh, the, the general tenor of that statement is destroy Israel, destroy right? Israel, if it's from right. the river to the sea, uh, Palestine is going to occupy that space. To do that, Israel has to no longer exist. So, yeah, uh, yeah she's. It's interesting to see her being uh, censured, but but also continuing to promote that kind of rhetoric. While an Arab woman who grew up in Israel is saying, "None of what you're saying is actually a reflection of reality." Well, and look at this. I mean, Talib, when you talk about that comment, she she doubled down on that. And was like, "Look, people just yeah. interpret things differently." Well, she and all of her progressive friends in Congress right now are basically mandating that everyone bow down to any pronoun that somebody comes up with yeah, exactly, on, on yeah. the spot. You you have to agree with that or else you're an anti-LGBTQ bigot. Yet then when she wants to simply condemn a terrorist group, she says, well, look, people view things differently. No, 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 no. You cannot have this both ways. You absolutely right. cannot. They want to have their cake and eat it too, but... Um, clearly this is just propaganda and a denial of what actually has happened there. So I'm glad to see somebody standing up and really kind of speaking out on this because it's sad, but apparently it's needed today. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, all right. Well, thanks for bringing that one, Trey. We are going to head over to the main thing now and a congressional candidate. This is kind of on a similar tone to what your story was there, Trey. A Muslim just went to Israel to show support for Israel, as I mentioned at the top. Her name's Dalia Alakidi, an Iraqi-born Muslim immigrant to the United States. She was a reporter over there, reported on ISIS when it, they were running roughshod and terrorizing and killing all the people in northern Iraq. She's now running for in the Republican primary election. She's hoping to get that, and then eventually, that if she did, she'd run against Ilhan Omar for Minnesota's 5th Congressional District seat. Well, we caught up with her, and that was a feature on a 700 Club news segment, and that report is today's main thing. Well, the 2024 elections are one year away. Minnesota Representative Ilhan Omar, a fellow member of the squad with Tlaib and an outspoken critic of Israel and U.S. support for the Jewish state, is facing a challenge. Her opponent is an Iraqi-born Muslim woman who recently visited Israel to show her support and see how the world is responding to help. CBN's John Wagi reports from Jerusalem. Congressional candidate Dalia Alakidi traveled from Minnesota to see the situation for herself and contribute to Israel's war effort. 
I decided to come to Israel to show solidarity with the Israelis, to show, solidar uh, to show solidarities with the Jewish people, and to give a message that you are not alone. You are suffering from the exact same illness and hatred that we Muslims have been suffering for, for ages from radical Islamism and from terrorism. Deputy Mayor Fleur Hassan Nahum invited Alakidi to visit a repurposed theater manned by hundreds of volunteers helping an estimated 30,000-plus evacuees receive basic necessities. This is where we have almost 20 departments of different types of help for the evacuees mainly, but also for families whose husbands or sons have gone to the front line, psychosocial trauma care. Uh, behind me there is a shop with clothes and books and toys for evacuees to take anything they need so they don't lack of anything. Just thousands of volunteers poured in to help. Baghdad-born Alakidi, a former journalist, joined volunteers handing out donated items to evacuees now housed in Jerusalem. I covered Iraq when ISIS entered the city of Mosul. I've seen the atrocities of ISIS, and I've seen the atrocities of Al-Qaeda. ISIS and Al-Qaeda combined doesn't even go to what Hamas did since October 7th. So if, when we hear resistance, no, these are pure terrorists. Good people around the world should fight. My heart aches when I see on TV the children, the Palestinian children. It breaks my heart, but guess what? They're not the victims of Israel. They are the victims of Hamas. They are the victims of the Islamic Jihad. Hassan Nahum tells CBN News international media coverage can be fickle concerning the only democracy in the Middle East. From the mainstream media, we'd have about four or five days of sympathy after they turn on Israel and attack our right to defend ourselves. I think we're the only country in the world that has to defend the right to defend ourselves. Anybody has the right to defend itself. If I am a mother and my daughter and parade her in the street, I would eat these people. These Hamas terrorists have no morals and we have to stand on the right side of history. Al-Akidi is in a fierce political race to unseat Representative Elon Omar in Minnesota's 5th House District. I came from Minnesota. Basically, it's ground zero for anti-Semitism. I came to give a message to the Israelis, to the Jewish people, that yes, you hear Ilhan Omar, but Ilhan Omar speaks for herself. Ilhan Omar does not speak for her constituents. Ilhan Omar does not speak for the good people of Minnesota who are watching the news, who are seeing what's, what's happening. Al-Akidi describes her very personal stand against radical Islam. When ISIS entered the city of Mosul in 2014, and the terrorists prosecuted all the Christians there. I went on air and I said, I am the Muslim Sunni. I'm against that. I'm going to wear the cross. And yesterday, I took this, the Star of David, and I'm putting it here until we all reach peace. Hassan Nahum says the war has helped to unify Israeli politicians and expresses her gratitude to Christians supporting Israel. The response and the organization and the collaboration between people who are political opponents has been truly, truly heartwarming from the horror of what we've experienced.
I want to thank all the support that we're getting from the Christian community from all around the world. We know who our friends are and we thank you. We feel your embrace. John Wagi, CBN News, Jerusalem. Thanks, John, for that report. Gordon? That's an excellent report, and let me underline it. If you were a Palestinian and you expressed any of the sentiments that you just heard, Hamas would try to kill you, uh, and they would likely succeed if you lived in Gaza or if you lived in the Palestinian Authority. That's how brutal they are. Yahya Sinwar, we've started the show with his story. He was imprisoned in Israel for life terms. His crime was killing four Palestinians for what is so-called collaboration. That means Palestinians who actually want to get along with Israel, uh, that want to say, how can we live together? Instead of holding on to, well, let's drive them out and from the river to the sea, let's make sure that there's no more Israel. Uh, and they said, no, we don't want that. What we want is peace. And for that, they were executed by him. They were murdered by him. Now, he was released by Israel in a prisoner exchange. Hamas had captured one Israeli soldier, over a thousand Palestinian prisoners who had done horrible crimes, like Sinwar, had done horrible crimes. They were released. What happens to Sinwar? Is he excluded from his community for killing uh, Palestinians? No. He's appointed to head Hamas. That happened in 2017. Don't be fooled by any of the reports coming out that somehow, you know, there's the Israel's at fault or Israel should be making peace or Israel should be negotiating or Israel should have a pause in the fighting. This history underlines exactly what they're dealing with. They need to wipe Hamas out. Hamas should no longer exist. Any Palestinian that wants to have peace with Israel should be able to freely express that. Right now, they're not because of this murderous regime. Let's call it for what it is. It's a, an Islamic death cult. There is no negotiation with that. There is no pause in that. We have to stand with Israel and say this evil needs to stop, and it needs to stop today. All right. Thanks for that report. That was Gordon Robertson talking there at the end of that clip. All right. That's going to leave us with time for one last thing. We're going to take a look at John 3, 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. And Look, I think we can look past. I, I think I assume too many times, Trey, what people believe or don't believe. But this is the key thing that we all have to decide on, make a choice on Jesus Christ, wh who he said he was, and what do you do with that? And this is basically the consequence of that. If you believe and follow and put your trust in Christ, you will be saved. If not, you're just going to have the wrath of God left on you. Yeah, you know, I think it's good to get back to basics sometimes as Christians and be reminded of that truth that the only path to redemption and certainly the only way to eternal life is through Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. All right. As uh, Anytime you have the gospel, it's a great place to leave it. Think on that. Share it with others. And um, have a great rest of your Friday, Junior, as the weekend is approaching. 
Don't forget to get on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise on us, we shall return tomorrow with more. God bless. We'll see you then.